This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to Carnegie Museum of Art. Well, I'm thrilled to have a guest with me this morning who will be performing this weekend as part of the Pittsburgh Concert Society and their alumni performances. And that concert takes place at Kresge Hall at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Janet Sung is here, and she was a major artist winner back in 1986 when she was just 13 years old, I believe. Janet, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is great to have you here. You were born in New York City, but uh, you and your family moved here uh, when you were quite young. And tell me about how you started as a violinist. Well, I started as the youngest of three, and my parents, um, who were just, I think, primarily interested in having us as well-rounded in our education, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had older siblings that started instruments as well, and I I think I was a little bit like duck to water, and I picked up the the violin was the the instrument that I started on um, at age seven, just shortly before my family moved to Pittsburgh. Um, I think it was about six months or so, or something like that, Mm -hmm. and uh, I started around that age, and then when I came to Pittsburgh, um, I had the real um, lucky privilege of starting to work with um, Eugene Phillips, and he was a huge influence for me at that time. But so. you're you're a youngster, you're seven, eight years old, and you s- begin studying with such a master of the violin. It must have uh, led you in so many directions uh, wonderfully. Oh, absolutely. I think for me there were particular things that um, he shared with me and exposed um, to me. Um, So it wasn't just violin things um, and violin repertoire. It was also new music at that time. Chamber music was something that he also um, shared. I was uh, at the time taking piano lessons with Natalie Phillips um, as well. And then um, so I, I had a really amazing education from a very, very young age, I think, with, with them, starting with them. And then, so where has it led you? You have been everywhere. You've been hailed by the Stratas, having a ravishing tone and compelling performances. You've played internationally with many, many, many orchestras. And uh, the thing is that not only are you a performer, but you're a teacher, and you also, um, you're headed to, to uh, Meadowmount this summer as the artistic director, I believe, of yes, the program? Yes, that's correct. So this is a rather new position for you. It is, it is. So I think um, uh, it's kind of a funny full circle moment, actually, because when I was with Mr. Phillips, um, he had uh, recommended that I go to Meadowmount mm-hmm. um, as a young student to spend my summers there because I think there was a lot of history there for for him. His his sons went to Meadowmount, Danny Phillips, and um, I I think when I spoke to Danny last, he said he basically grew up there wow. as a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I can't remember how many years. I want to say something at least eight years, if not more. Um, and that's what's interesting about Meadowmount is that a lot of young musicians who've gone there, they're actually going to be celebrating their 80th anniversary, not this summer, but next summer. Mm-hmm. And so you can just imagine the number of young musicians that have come through, <laughs> myself wow. included. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was able to have that experience at a young age. And then um, shortly after... Um, 
I continued my education with uh, other uh, additional teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joseph Gingle was another major influence for me. I was with him for quite a long time, and then later on Dorothy Delay. Oh wow! Um, so I was, I was. You've had quite a, uh, a pedigree with your very lucky, yes, very mentors. very lucky, mm-hmm. yes. But also, I mean, like I mentioned, you are doing so much, but you're a passionate chamber musician. You're the founder and artistic director of Chamber Music Chicago. Tell me about that a little bit. Well, that came about um, a number of years ago. Um, for many years, a lot of my performing had has been, and it, it still is, um, solo performances, performances with um, orchestras, concertos, things like that, recitals. Um, like the one on Sunday. On Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I would have the opportunity to play chamber music. Um, it started a lot at various summer festivals that I became a part of. I was at in residence. And uh, it, I think there's nothing like collaboration with your fellow musicians. Um, and the repertoire oh, is hard to so beat. So extensive, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it's so diverse. Um, anything from string quartets to piano trios to mm-hmm. octets to, I mean, there's so much depth, mm-hmm. I think, in all of that repertoire as well. And then when you have, I think, that kind of environment where you're creating music and really exploring it together um, in that way at that high of a level, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to deny all the benefits of something like that. And it was something that I wanted to find more opportunities for. And also because I'm now based in Chicago, I've been there for um, about 13 years, I mm-hmm. uh, that I wanted the opportunity to bring more of that to the Chicago scene as well. So I, um, after a long process of just sort of figuring out how to do it and in what capacity, I started this series. And so it's a series of concerts. Um, there's a subscription mm-hmm. um, uh, concerts um, throughout the year. And the idea is that it brings many different artists from all over Um, the country, all over the world, and also performing with some of the great musicians that also live in Chicago. So it's been a really wonderful way to build community (laughs) on many different levels. Sounds amazing. And here you are, you're going to be performing at Kresge Theater at Carnegie Mellon University at 2 o'clock, and assisting you will be pianist Dimitri Papadimitriou. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the program that we'll be able to hear on Sunday afternoon. Well, I always find this is a special concert that the Pittsburgh Concert Society does. Mm-hmm. Um, every year they invite um, past winners um, of their competition. And um, I had done it once before. I can't remember what year it was now. It was a little while ago. Um, but um, it's the opportunity to come back again. And um, I, I, it's wonderful to be back in Pittsburgh, for one thing, um, but I think also just to highlight what this organization does, because um, I know when I was a youngster, um, that kind of support and the opportunity to perform, um, that is an incredible experience to offer a young musician. So Mm -hmm. I think the fact that they are able to continue doing this um, is really incredible. And and they also have just wonderful uh, musicians that they continue to support. And uh, the uh, auditions, of course, you can go to the uh, Pittsburgh Concert Society and uh, look up the auditions and grants and all of the things that uh, they are achieving. But I have a little bit of uh, Ravel that we're going to listen to uh, that Janet has recorded on the 
Somme recordings, and this is with pianist Simon Callahan? Yes. Yes. Okay. Maurice Ravel, the music of Ravel and the sonata for violin and piano with Janet Sung and Simon Callahan. You'll be playing some Ravel this Sunday afternoon. Yes. Um, so uh, the other performer on the program besides myself and Dimitri is um, Bruce Murray, also mm-hmm. a past winner. A past winner from 1976. That's right. <laughs> and so <clears throat> we'll um, be, both be performing on this program and he will... Um, perform on the uh, first half of the concert, and then Dimitri and I will be performing um, Debussy Sonata for Violin Piano, um, the wonderful Three Romances by Clara Schumann, mm, and um, the brilliant uh, Ravel Sonata, of course, to end the program. And uh, Bruce, while doing the um, during the pandemic, he created a series on YouTube called Piano Snacks, and you can enjoy that, uh, his work. Bruce Murray, a 1976 major artist winner who is a pianist, teacher, writer, arts administrator, technologist, and uh, has worked with Andres Cardenas, Mezzo Federica von Stein. Roberto Diaz, clarinetists Ricardo Morales, and Michael Collins, to name just a few. And, of course, that concert is going to be taking place at 2 o'clock at Kresge Hall, the alumni concert for the Pittsburgh Concert Society. And you can get your tickets by going online. They're just $15. And... uh, It's going to be a very exciting concert. Pittsburgh, of course, filled with tons of musical opportunities, and this is yet another great weekend uh, to escape from the the hot Sunday afternoon sun and enjoy some music uh, at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Janet, not only have you had such a wonderful uh, pedigree, but you graduated from Harvard University with degrees not only in music, and of course you went to Juilliard, but also anthropology. So tell me a little bit about what anthropology has helped you figure out about your music. Um, Absolutely. It's always a a curious part of my bio, I think. Um, uh, An unusual piece, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I had all intention of going to a music school conservatory Mm -hmm. um, straight away. but I had the opportunity to go to Harvard for my undergrad, and um, Mr. Gingold, who was my teacher mentor at that time, really um, encouraged it. One of the things he really believed was, you know, you are a musician, you will continue as a musician, but this can enhance um, what you do as mm-hmm. a musician. And um, I, the anthropology part was really fascinating. It was just, I took a course, like an intro <laughs> course my first year, and it was really fascinating to me. And um, I decided while I was there to have the opportunity to study that I would explore this field too, just because it was there um, uh, in front of me. And uh, what I have found is that um, over the years, I didn't realize it at the time, but the things that I did in studying Um, uh, different cultures and understanding, um, trying to sort of understand from the inside out in a way um, that that's kind of the way we think about music or the way we want to really understand and and, uh, um, experience music. So Mm -hmm. understanding a composer's um, circumstances, environment, intention, and then trying to find a way to interpret uh, interpret the music 
um, with with that background, with that knowledge. Absolutely. Just wonderful. Um, you're a recording artist on the Psalm recordings and also on Sono Luminous, and I was looking at... Uh, uh, of course, you uh, do the traditional Ravels and Debussy, but I love the fact that you have Missy Mazzoli on uh, your wonderful uh, sung sessions, Edge of Youth. Uh, how exciting was that to get to learn that piece? Oh, uh, I loved it. And, and, and on that recording, actually, the Edge of Youth recording, I included a couple of um, living composers. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Visconti. And Gabriel Prokofiev, mm-hmm. um, who happens to be the grandson of I was the, wondering. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but very different style, diff- very different music, mm-hmm. which um, I think he definitely has his own voice. And so it's really been exciting to to work with the composers in some ways um, also. And that's that's been something, even with all the other repertoire that I do, that I find really exciting um, working with uh, living composers and uh, performing contemporary music, too. And you're also at DePaul University as the head of the string department, I believe. That's right. Oh, my goodness. You have a busy, busy life. Congratulations. Juggling a lot, yes. Juggling a lot. (laughs) She's here to perform on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And uh, you can get tickets by going to pittsburghconcertsociety.org. She'll be working with pianist Dimitri Papadimitriou and Bruce Murray will be the first part of the program. Uh, Janet, I can't thank you enough for stopping by and uh, taking a little bit of time to uh, tell us about your life and what's going on. Thank you so much. Thank you. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to Carnegie Museum of Art.